Taylor, we just had a little technical difficulty. Thank you for coming again. No problem. Anytime. Jurgen's classic episode. The people love you. Few people are disgruntled about the volume of your voice in that recording. So oh, okay, okay, okay. No, no. It was a, it was a setup that we had at the time. Yeah, that, yeah that's yeah, why. Yeah. So we got a new setup now. The mics sound clear. Thank you, everybody. I don't want to be redundant. Thanks to all the listenership. Wherever you're listening to this, make sure you like and subscribe and comment. Email uh, email the podcast, the Mesh Talk Podcast at gmail.com if you want your questions answered or you just have like a hot take that you want shared in a safe place that that you want discussed so welcome everybody back to the podcast this is episode nine we've made it nine weeks technically 10 because we had the episode 1.5 i kept saying that but almost into the teens so every week keep coming keep listening we i appreciate every single one of you guys so, Taylor, you've been offered a trade in your fantasy league. Yes. With John John, a frequent, a frequent guest on the show. Yes, John John's not the type to <laughs> offer a trade unless he feels he has the upper hand. So he's he he hasn't officially offered anything, but I've gotten a lot of messages saying, "So, what other pieces need to be added for me to land KD for Joel Embiid?" Right. So. One piece that I've been looking at from his team on the lower ends is De'Aaron Fox. The guy's having an unreal season. If not, yeah, he's he's yeah. If not Pascal Siakam, he's he's the most improved player in the league for me. So, mm. I don't. It's th- not a hot take. It's not a hot take. It's not a hot take. It's that's, not a hot that, take that, that, that's just straight up. Like there's nobody else besides those two who have earned it this year. Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. Yeah. So he doesn't want to give up Fox. He doesn't want to give up Fox, and I I can see why Sacramento has the best fantasy playoff schedule when it comes down to fantasy playoffs they're going to be playing four games every week which will be just incredible value if you have anybody from sacramento on your team going Mm -hmm. so maybe if you know you're looking into trades in your fantasy league out there look into some sacramento guys sacramento and washington you'll get a lot of value out of them just because of the amount of games that they will be playing during your fantasy playoff time, yo, you're, you should be, you and John should be like my fantasy correspondents. Anytime, those talking points, that was immaculate. <laughs> that was amazing. <laughs> anytime, anytime. So, uh, other than Sacramento players, um, all the other fantasy owners out there, who else? What other teams or players should they be looking out for on the come up or sleepers? Uh, like I said, Washington also plays a. Uh, four games every week of the fantasy playoffs so Washington's a team that you're going to want to look into for players but I'd also be careful with them because there's so much volatility within that organization right now that there might Mm. be a trade at any point in time and the guy that you might get for the sheer value of his fantasy playoff schedule might not even be on that team in the end right so just 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 wait carefully when you're looking at Washington players but um other than that, the Utah, Denver, they have solid schedules again this year. So there's some guys that you're going to want to look out for on those teams. Mm-hmm. As for my buy low uh, option right now, like the, the number one player that I see you could probably get at a discount right now for what their real value is, would be a guy like a Chris Middleton. Now he's going through a horrid slump, a terrible shooting slump, shooting oh. the ball at like... 
30% over the last three weeks. He's still hitting his threes, probably. Though. Still hitting his threes. Yeah, yeah. You know, That's not going to go away. He's, he's sniper. He's top 10 in the league and made threes so far this year. Yeah, he's, he's making over three a game, I think. Making over three a game That's so nuts. far. So, I mean, it will, it will come back for him. You know how shooters are. They shoot themselves into and out of slumps. And right now, he's just in a bad slump. So, Do you think anyone expected him to be this good? I think he's one of those players who's just consistently underrated every year yeah every year and like i don't think people still know how good he is like people still don't really understand how good chris middleton is i told i told jesse in the last episode i said i put him in the same tier as derozan Hmm. maybe even a hedge above because he get the three and he's a two-way player yep I don't think it's a hot take, but, you know, Milwaukee being a small market and all the eyes being on Giannis, he's often forgotten. Yeah. Yeah. And that's that, That's one thing I realized, too, about the guys. I personally didn't know much about him myself without fantasy, right? Like, watching casual NBA highlights and stuff like that, the casual fan would know absolutely nothing about Chris. Yeah, he's not a highlight player at all. He's (laughs) he's not. He just does his job. He's not a cross you. He's not a a high flyer. He's He's not one of those high athleticism guys. He... He, you know what? He he doesn't even really look like an NBA player that much. Himself. He looks like Yo Gotti. <laughs> Stop. He looks exactly like Yo yeah, Gotti. I've been yeah, telling people. Yeah, that. yeah. I see that. I see that. <laughs> no. Uh. Yeah. He does. He's not a highlight player. He doesn't. He doesn't even really stuff the stash. But his percentages are amazing, though. At his yep. best. Yep. He's an elite three-point shooter with great percentages and. He's a, he's a very underrated rebounder, especially competing with a guy like Giannis every night for the rebounds. He's grabbing like five, six boards per game, which is... Just, yeah, I think it was what, five assists or just under five assists? Just about. Yeah. Just about. Yeah, he's fantasy goal for sure. Before we got into Chris Middleton and Bucks talk, you mentioned the Wizards, and I think that's a perfect segue to document what happened over the last 48 hours, <laughs> or 72, including... <laughs> The, the initial trade falling apart. So what were your initial your initial thoughts and reactions when the trade fell apart because of the wrong Brooks? <laughs> Man, like, how do you not know at this Bruh. age, at this profession, how to make a conference call? How That's to, key. At this profession, that's key. Like, that's very key. Like, your job is literally, like, you need to communicate properly with these people. Like, how how do you not know there are two Brooks on that team? Yeah. Like, <laughs> like I, it boggles my mind. Like, Memphis is just sitting on the outside looking in, being like, yeah, we'll trade you these guys, these guys, these guys. And then all of a sudden, they get a call being like, so when's DeLon Brooks coming over? And they're like, DeLon Brooks? <laughs> De- DeLon- you thought you were getting DeLon Brooks? Come nah, on, you nah, tripping. Nah, nah, nah. We giving you, we meant to give you Marshawn. We giving you Marshawn. <laughs> I was like, I, I was sitting at my friend's house and the trade, the three team trade initially went through, but it wasn't really gone through, I guess. So the report came out that the trade was finalized or the trade was in the works. And I was like, oh, okay. So this trade happened, Ariza's moving and uh delon brooks everyone these these guys have been traded yeah so then i go home later that night and i get a message from another friend being like 
Did you see how that trade fell through? And I hadn't even looked that it had fallen through. I hadn't known. So I looked it up. The, revi- the revised one? The, the first one. The first, the first one. time. The first time. And I saw it and I was like, how? How is this possible? How could you possibly mess this up? Like, how could this have even been leaked in like, like yeah. that's just not a good look for any of the organizations involved and and need i say two of the organizations who were involved in that are pretty much the biggest laughing stocks of the nba over the last yeah. year now like, yeah you know it's been phoenix for so long and yeah. now it's transitioning it's washington, into yeah. washington so the initial uh makeup of the initial deal had i believe kelly Oubre was supposed to land in memphis right yeah and who was who was phoenix supposed to get uh rivers right uh i think they were getting were they getting marshawn <laughs> or delon <laughs> who, and then, who did they think they were gonna get and to? then and then and the wizards were getting ariza wizards are getting ariza in the initial trade in the initial, initial format trade. yeah so now the revised format uh the grizzlies are exempt yeah Gone. And so it's just Trevor Reza going to Washington in return for Kelly Oubre and, and Austin, Austin Rivers. Rivers. Yes. So I guess any, I guess, I guess advice for anybody that's not in a deep league because Austin Rivers, anyone that's part of a deep fantasy league, I'm sure Austin Rivers is already taken. But if yeah. you're in a shallow league, definitely this is your point to pick up Austin Rivers. Yes. Because... I'm happy now because Phoenix actually gets, uh, I, I want to call him a legit point guard, but he's a a, a, a he decent is a bo- point guard. He's a decent ball handler yeah. that's going to take pressure off. Uh, Let Devin Booker play off. Ball Devin ball. Booker because this guy is averaging like, I hate looking at my box score and seeing <laughs> and seeing freaking Devin Booker with eight turnovers. It's it's disgusting. It's nasty. Stop. Stop. Yeah. Stop. You don't need to do that. Yeah. Um. So how do you feel about the trade? Who won? Give give me your grades. All that. All that jazz. All that good stuff. Give me your Taylor grade for the for the deal. So as far as I'm concerned, anytime Phoenix makes a deal to acquire or to trade away a point guard, it, I kind of just brush it under the rug. <laughs> I'm like, here it goes again. Here they go again. It's a revolving door at that position for them. And they seem to always be after, looking for a point guard or having too many point guards. And legit, after Nash, it was a floodgate. After floodgate. Nash, it was what? Dragic? Dragic. At the same time, kind of. And then he kind Brandon of. Brandon Knight. Brandon Knight. Eric Bledsoe. Bledsoe. Isaiah. Isaiah Thomas. Isaiah Thomas and the the, the, the Canaan kid. Cannon. Cannon. Um, um, and now freaking uh, Booker's the point guard. Booker, but he should be a shooting no, absolutely, guard. Absolutely. Like he's not a point guard either. Uh, they had the Alfred Payton experiment they for a little Alfred bit Payton for like a week. For yeah, yeah, yeah. For, <laughs> for from trade deadline on, they traded him from Orlando just to test him out, and that that didn't pan out either. So I don't know, man. Like I said, I think I think Washington something needed to be done. Mm-hmm. Uh. As far as Kelly Oubre is concerned, I think I think Ariza is an upgrade from Oubre. Ariza, um, an upgrade from Oubre. And, okay. And my justification in saying so is like just just look at the Rockets this year. One of the main changes that happened to them was the subtraction of Ariza, addition of Carmelo for a week, and that whole <laughs> thing has. <laughs> 
shown that the Rockets really needed a guy like Ariza, a, a, a gritty, two-way, in-your-face type player who can just stick his man, shut him down, and I think that's going to be good for a team like the Wizards, for them to be... Let's be honest, you're, you're, as long as you're hovering around 500 or, you know, as much as five games below 500 in the East, you have a legitimate shot at being in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. There's just, it's so wide open at the bottom, whereas you can be a, you can be a sub 500 team and make the playoffs in the East. So the Wizards... The Wizards are still gearing up and and treating this year like it's going to be another run at the playoffs for them, and I don't see why they shouldn't, right? With how weak the bottom of the Eastern Conference is as far as the playoff picture is concerned. So I like this deal for the Wizards. I like this deal for Phoenix because they can move Devin Booker off the ball and hopefully he can just stick to the role as a shooting guard more often in the NBA and kind of get his feet underneath him a little bit because he he seems to have not fully hit the ground running yet or he, he's he they need to unlock more potential there yeah i like okay. devin booker as as a prospect he could definitely score with the best of them he's just not consistent enough for me to give him that badge yep you know what i mean yep um just to touch a little bit more on the deal about with ariza going to Washington to their credit it's like the it's like the whole like double back thing because when Washington two, two three years ago when they reached the semifinals and went to did it go to six or seven games with Boston Washington yeah when Isaiah Thomas was a Celtic did it go six or seven games I think it might I'm not sure I think it was six and then Isaiah torched John Wall for like 50 something points yeah. that game yeah so Trevor Ariza was there. Trapisha Trevor Trevor Ariza was on that team, that Wizards team. Yeah. So I just I think they they have the same sort of mindset as Houston when they're trying to rekindle that flame. Yeah. You know, we had all this success with with Ariza last year, and uh, you know Washington's reminiscing about their their success with Ariza years prior. It's just kind of funny to me. I never thought I never looked at. Trevor Reza is a bad player, but who would have thought that Trevor Reza would be like the ultimate X factor for teams today? That yeah. kind of caught me off guard. I know. It seemed like it was kind of like a bidding war between the Lakers and the Wizards for Trevor Reza. It's like... You would have thought he was a star. Like, yeah, you know right. I mean? like, and that's no knock on him. He's a great 3 and D player, but the way, you know, like I said, the bidding war is going, you would have thought this guy was like, <laughs> who is this guy, you know? One of the funniest things I found about that trade was that like, as soon the the very first day the Suns were actually able to trade him contractually because he had signed the new contract so he needed to play like 60 days with his new team before he could actually be traded that's like a rule and I think the day the day was the 13th no yeah the, the the Saturday right right so they tried to trade his ass like the very first day they possibly could out of Phoenix and yeah just get something for it. I just find that's pretty crazy he must not wanted to be there at all he's not a loser i can tell that about him at least yeah no i think you had the whole thing with the 
allegedly the Rockets management not wanting to go over the luxury task and thus letting him go. Yeah. So I see why a player like him would want to get his money because listen, when you when you're when you are valued that much on the court, go get your 15 mil wherever you got to get your 15 mil. You know what I'm saying? And you've been kind of a journeyman up to this point. He's been on. I think he started with the Knicks. He started with the Knicks. Yeah. Uh, ended up on. You got a championship in LA. Went to the Rockets originally with Aaron Brooks, and he was like an 18 point scorer. Went to Washington. I'm sure I'm missing a team, but you know what I mean. So I don't. I I, I understand why he went to Phoenix in the first place for that kind of bread. So yeah, yeah. But yeah, Phoenix man, do you did you classify Phoenix as a graveyard? What's the biggest graveyard in the NBA right now? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so many bodies in Phoenix's graveyard. Um, I think it's a battle between well Orlando, yeah, Phoenix, yeah, Sacramento, yeah. But they're they're coming out of it. I mean, they've been they've been a graveyard. Yeah, give them give them three more give them three more years. Yeah, I think. Yeah. I'd say also, man, just Cleveland without LeBron. Oh, yeah. Man, I'm just, that. yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, how. The LeBron effect is, is. It's, it's, it's something, you know, that you don't see. No, you don't see that anywhere. Often. And I think because of that effect, the LeBron, LeBron's effect with him and off, with him on and off teams. That's why I'm no longer upset when people make like the go argument. Yeah. I won't I won't pick a side per se. Missing uh to add on to the Trevor Ariza point. We missed the Orlando Magic and the uh, New Orleans Hornets. That's he was on the Magic? Yeah, the 2006-2007 Magic. Was that the the uh, No, that wasn't the finals team. No. He was on the Magic? He was on the Hornets, though. Yep. As a fact, he was on the Hornets. Dang, yo. Shout out to Trevor Reason, man. You, you're valued. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but no, that, that, the the whole LeBron thing, I'm not mad anymore. I can't. The, the, the dude just too, he affects too much. It's, I can't even, I can't even get into it. I can't, it's too much. It's too yep. much. Um... I want to shout out to Akio. He he sent me this hilarious link, and I want to read it for our listeners right now. It's pertaining to the Phoenix Suns debacle with the Phoenix Suns owner threatening to move the team. I think he was threatening to move the team to Seattle. And this article, uh, credit to Akio, is from... Uh, it's from brobible.com, written by Connor uh, Tule, T-O-O-L-E. Uh, article titled, This Elderly Phoenix Suns Fan Tore Their... Oh, okay, sorry. This Elderly Phoenix Suns <laughs> Fan <laughs> t- Tore Their Owners Several New Ones for Threatening to Move the Team. Oh, my God. Did you see this? Man. Did you see this? Man, this lady <laughs> had me die. So, I think she's a... I think she's a... Uh, Season ticket holder, holder. So let me let me see if I can get my. Oh no, I want to get the speakers. So I want to read this off. You gotta hear her elderly voice. 
hear the pain in her voice. Oh man, and she delivers the punchline with just such ferocity. No, no she, she meant business. Hold up. Mm. She was not playing around this lady. Oh, one sec. Alright, let me rewind it. Hold up. Mr. Sarver has done nothing to improve this team. In the 14 years he's owned it, he's never funded or bought, paid for two or three key players, which make any sports team, professional sports team, successful or on the road to success. He's so tight, he squeaks when he walks. <laughs> and you have been negotiating with this kind of person? Shame on each and all of you. And upon you, Ed, I thought your principles were higher and better than this. We are not in the business of paying taxes to support private enterprise, and, and especially not an entertainment enterprise. <laughs> They can support themselves or fail on their own lack of diligence. So, shout out to what's the lady's name? Uh, let me get a name. Let me get a name. Let me get a name. Oh my gosh, what's this lady's name? The article is not telling me her name, but Taylor, give me your thoughts while I peruse this article for her name. I want to give her a credit. Oh my goodness, <laughs> he. He's so tight, he squeaks when he walks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's true, you know, like, as, it's kind of ridiculous when you think about the amount of money that these guys Her name is, her name is Greta. Greta. It had to be. <laughs> it couldn't be anything but. I was thinking it was either, if not Greta, Ag Shirley or Rita. Agatha. I Agatha, was thinking yeah. Agatha. But no, <laughs> yeah, Greta, Greta definitely ripped them a new one. So anyone listening that's ignorant to the names involved, Robert Starver is the owner of the Phoenix Suns. Yeah. So continue your point, Taylor, please. Uh, it's, it's ridiculous. These guys make the most insane amount of money because, because we consume it as a product. Mm -hmm. Every day, it's in our living room, it's on our TVs, it's in the bars that we go to, and, you know, you see the prices that we pay in some of the top markets in the NBA to just watch a game live, and, and you know, these, these guys are making the most ridiculous amounts of money, and it's, we're, con we're paying for that, like, if you look at the bills you pay for just a sports package alone to try and see all these games, the NBA League Pass and stuff like that, yeah, it's 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 a lot of money, and we want to see the best product available. We don't want you just to put out a product out there that's cost efficient for your pockets as an owner, so that you can make more money as an owner. It's not at some time. It's not about the business. I know I. I applaud some 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 organizations for not being about the business at all and just being about in the business of winning championships because in the end as a fan that's all you want. Well, I guess being I guess being the business of winning championships is the best business, isn't it? It's the best business. It's 100% the best business. You look at you look at the Warriors, right? Would would they be drawing those crowds in a place like Oakland? Like, you know, low income Oakland. Yeah, I know they got a lot of people coming over from the San Fran area and but Look, they they fill that place out every day. If they were uh, a fourteen win team per year, that that place would be empty. 
I don't think we can say that for every team. Not though. for every team, no. Because listen, before before Demar became Demar, and when the Raptors were were stinking it up, they were selling out. They were selling out. But I think I think that's more to. I think Toronto's a there are better sports cities out there. Yep. Like not every sports city is is equal of of equal ilk in terms of uh, audience. Yeah. Like uh, OKC is great. Yep. Toronto's great. Um, Atlanta not Atlanta's not good at all. No. Atlanta the Atlanta audience is it's a winner city. Atlanta is a winner's city. It, it, they'll show up if you're winning. Even when they, even when, even when um, the Hawks were making the conference finals and stuff like that, like you see, you see some empty seats there. Yeah, and they they spent all this money on this new stadium that no one's going to. Yeah, like it's yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? You you think usually when teams when you have a high buzz rookie like a like a Trey Young where where people uh, compare to Steph Curry and Steph Curry being like that next. That general that G- Steph Curry's this generation's Michael Jordan, right? So when you have a young player like that and compare him to a Steph Curry, and you still can't really draw people to your building, man, that sucks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I guess that's that's part of the approach out there in Phoenix, right? That you know, this Greta doesn't see so much as the fact that what it, they're a city that's like that, right? Like they're they're not showing up there, mm-hmm. right? So why does he want to pour his money into the team and? pour his money into improving the encore product if no one's going no one's going to show up anyway but i guess to your original point like you said you know if the team was doing well people would show up yeah it's that classic what comes first you know yeah. chicken or the egg you know successor so now if we're if we're on robert sarver's side the owner's side who wants to move the team where 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 what suitable destinations do you see well I know, obviously, Seattle's been talked about nonstop. They're getting an NHL franchise. They have a brand new building mm. going in for uh, their NHL franchise. So You think that's a precursor? Yeah. For the NBA? It has to be. I, I think I think when you look at the NBA, the, the two markets that are going to be next are Seattle and Vegas. Seattle and Vegas. Mm. Vegas makes sense because everyone's going to Vegas in every sport right now. You know, it was never seen as a sporting market before, but they now have a hockey team. They're getting a football team. You know, they're probably going to land an NBA team soon. I mean, the NBA thing makes sense with the uh, uh, the new uh, gambling rules. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I could see... Vegas and Seattle. Uh, Seattle's been wanting sports back, but like, like I was saying about when being a winter city, Seattle's a winter city, and that's what happened to them the first time. You know, like mm-hmm. the well dried up when they started losing, and they had to go into rebuild mode and get guys like like Duran and Westbrook. That city wasn't able to go through that cycle of losing for you know four or five years just to win in another four or five years that is true so it's they're used to playoffs yeah there's there's lots of money in seattle right now it's a tech city it's like uh, amazon's got its headquarters out there i think and mm. and stuff like that so it's like basically like, like california north like san francisco north and uh there's definitely a lot of uh opportunity for 
selling season tickets to companies and corporations and stuff like that and a lot of uh sponsorship partnerships and stuff like that that could happen in seattle so i definitely think seattle's high on the nba's wish list of expansion Hmm. or relocation do you see an expansion coming uh i think they like the idea of 30 teams yeah of like what it what it is right now yeah i think they like the idea of what it is now and you know it's not like we're why why add more teams when there's teams that are you know struggling to stay afloat or struggling to uh not stay afloat obviously no one's struggling for money but (laughs) to to fill the seats and to to put good products on the floor and to to add competitive balance to the nba like organizations like phoenix like how long can you tolerate as even as a commissioner how long can you tolerate a team being so bad and not being able to better themselves at all and just being just chalk them up as the last place team in the west every year you can just write their name there can you could would you be able to stand that as a commissioner like would you want to just keep giving them a second chance like oh this the people of this city deserve a team the people of the city deserve a team well it's like well they have a team but they're not showing up they're not supporting and the the ownership here is doing nothing to improve that in that sense i'm all for dollars over morals to be honest yeah and when you you look at it from that because if you're gonna put the dollars into relocating a team that the public deems you know deserving of that team but no one's going to it just sucks for everybody it sucks for the owners it sucks for the taxpayers so i mean that's that's a that's a tough one man Mm -hmm. that's a real tough one i think the best the best bet is ensuring that that team that you're relocating to has a generational talent that people want to pay to watch. And you can't guarantee that. No. You know, not every team is going to have uh, a Giannis. Not every team is going to have a friggin' AD. You know, players that are up in, you know, younger players that are looking for the crown, you know, take from LeBron. So it's, yeah, dollars, dollars over morals, I, I'd say, in that aspect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And... You know, we're looking at Phoenix as being the last place team in the NBA right now, right? Mm-hmm. How many... They could easily become the next Philadelphia, right? How bad was Philadelphia for how long? Or like three, four, five years in a row of them just being terrible, drafting towards the top of the list. And then mm-hmm. all of a sudden, you know, you get a Joel Embiid. You get a Ben Simmons. Mm-hmm. You get who you were hoping would be Markel Fultz and be another first generational talent to mm-hmm. add to that list of you know those two superstars i just mentioned already and phoenix they've done similar things now they they've got devin booker they've got deandre Ayton. they might get a guy like an rj barrett or zion williamson if they land a top three pick this year all right so now that you say that do you think it would be beneficial for the owner to be as transparent as Oh, who was the, who was the um who was the Sixers GM uh oh. two ten years ago the one that was transparent like hey we're gonna suck for like five to seven years yeah do do you think it would be beneficial for Robert Sarver to take that approach like hey guys I know we suck right now we're gonna suck for like five more years on trust the process trust the process and then we'll we're gonna be all right Phoenix is gonna be 
back to what Phoenix is known for winning basketball games. Do you think that would do you, do you value transparency in first, that regard? For first of all, I just want to shadow transparency. I believe transparency is one of the best traits to have as a person, Brand as an organization, applause, as a corporation. Snaps, snaps for transparency for sure. But, <laughs> Almost every company I've worked for would be like, you know, like their their top values. Number one, transparency. Always make sure to be transparent. I've actually never it's, heard that before. Really? Never heard that. Basically. At the company value. Never in my life. Never heard of that. Never in my life. Oh, wow. <laughs> well, I guess I work in sciences, right? So they don't want you mucking up their product. Well, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it makes like sense. And, but anyway, so transparency is right up there for me. As far as like, as a fan, I just want to know what the plan is. Like, you know, the, the Leafs sucked for 10 years i'm a huge hockey fan i'm a huge diehard leaf fan yes, growing up in yes, toronto so it's like i watched this team suck for so long and nobody in the management was ever transparent about what was going on and what the plan was because the plan was always to make the playoffs or mm. just do enough just to make the playoffs just so that they could you know but they didn't care because they were selling out every single night they were going to make the same amount of money no matter what if they won or lost and then came the new management, the Brendan Shanahan, and the Shanna plan is what they called it in hockey, <laughs> where, where he basically just told you, like, this is what it is. We're going to suck. It's a four-year plan. But in four years, we're going to be in the playoff from that year on, every year going forward, and we're going to be competitive every year. And he didn't lie. And he hasn't lied. That's exactly where we are right now. And, you know, the thing is, you have to either... You know, there's a lot of variables and tangibles that come into the fact that, like, he might not have held true on that promise. You know, we might have sucked for those first three years. We could have gotten the top picks those three years, and none of those guys could have panned out. One of them could have got injured. One of them could have not been the top talent that they were supposed to be, i.e. Markel Fultz in basketball. Mm. And... Or just passing so up on it, Jason it, Tatum. It, 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 mm. <laughs> yeah, eh? I don't blame Michael Fulton. I blame the friggin'. <laughs> but it's 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 a dice roll as an organization to say this is what's going to happen, X Y Z, because you know that's not always going to be the way that the dominoes fall. The, 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 the fly. Did Fultz go to a D two school? Fultz went to Washington. They're not D one. I think they are. Are they? Yeah. They're Pac-12 school. They Pardon play me? with like Oregon, Pardon UCLA. Me, carry on, carry on. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. So, um, but it's, yeah. In that sense, it's like, it's more so of a, let the chips fall where they may. We yeah. predict the chips to fall here. Yeah. Albeit any anomaly like a Markel falls to shoulder. Exactly. And then that's exactly what it is. And then like, so to back to the transparency thing and to answer fully yes i think it's it's better to say this is what we plan to do as an organization you can't you can't we're we're not stupid as fans we know when somebody's saying oh yeah we plan on winning yeah you really plan on winning trading away trevor ariza for austin rivers like it's like you're not planning on winning you're just planning on filling positional needs for now and filling a roster just to get to next season and to get that Zion Williamson or that RJ Barrett type talent. And if that's the case, just tell us. Because me as a fan, I'm going to be a lot more excited knowing that my team has a chance at one of the top generational talents mm -hmm. next year in the draft than watching them thinking, oh, we have a shot at making the playoffs. And then you're 4-26 and 26 or something like that to start the year. It's like, no, yeah, that, yeah. That, 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 that's not what I want as a fan. Yeah, yeah.
it's a it's a tough one so shout outs to shout outs to greta i feel i feel you greta um but i'm i'm on i like i said like you said i'm on the side of transparency if they just want to come out and fully say yo trust the process hey you, you'll you'll see who you'll see who which fans are going to support you if you say that you feel me mm-hmm. that's beneficial to both parties i wanted to ask you about i guess loosely patriotism in sports and why you're a raptor fan because when i ask raptor fans well they're why they are raptor fans mm-hmm. they say no it's the home team yeah that's not enough for me though well it's not enough yeah. <laughs> i mean it's it's all about the exposure too it's about what i was exposed to as a kid and what i was exposed to as a kid was raptors basketball so is it nostalgia yeah it's it's a hundred percent nostalgia and you know basketball wasn't my first love sports wise hockey was hockey and baseball baseball even more so than hockey mm-hmm. so i was a blue jays fan right i was a leafs fan it only made sense that i was going to be a raptors fan too it's just the way that it is and you know i grew up starting to watch basketball in the tracy mcgrady and vince carter days a good and time. that's a great time a real good to time. get into raptors basketball and when you are watching the most exciting player in basketball night in and night out mm-hmm. just a human highlight reel yep it's almost impossible to not fall in love with that team with that player and you're already in that city that's the first live game that i went to see was a raptors game and everything about it i was just i I couldn't be anything see, but you see your trajectory and how you became a Raptor fan I understand because <laughs> you know you got tickets to see two I guess for me I lost faith when the, uh, they got swept by Washington a few mm-hmm. years back and I'm like yo I just can't trust you I don't trust you I still don't I need to see them in the postseason you looks good it's nice right now but I nah I need to see you in the postseason first see see there's a difference between being a Raptors fan and being a Toronto sports fan. And I tell the people that I started as a Toronto sports fan and I'm now a Raptors fan. So a Toronto sports fan, it's almost you almost come to expect not to win. Eek. You know? It's it's my whole life. What? I was born in ninety two, the Jays won the World Series like ninety 92 93 mm-hmm. back to back or something like that so i was one the last time the city won anything like meaningful besides like mls cup but like i said anything meaningful yeah and it's been rough it's been a rough go so just for them to make playoffs for me has been that's been a milestone yeah, it's been, it, when, i'm not gonna lie it was a good feeling I when my would team would make the playoffs it would be like we're in the playoffs we're in the playoffs and now for the first time ever i can say in any sport that i've watched at any time in toronto and followed and been a supporter of my team is the best in that league mm. right and it's debatable it's arguable obviously you know you still need to beat golden state in a seven game series and you still need to beat boston philly Milwaukee teams like that even no. don't sleep on Indiana no the team I agree no the team is performing the best and it is a good feeling it is a good feeling yeah and it's I guess like you and I have a different ethos like my ethos involves is is primarily surrounded by my love for the Miami Heat because the Miami Heat was the first team I watched right 
Yeah. And I followed Dwayne Wade throughout his career and I fell in love with the organization, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. But, um, no, the reason, the main reason I brought up the Raptors is because um, the reports of friggin' Lauren Frank, president of the Clippers, just out here at Raptors home games. Yeah. Like a friggin' college scout. Well, yeah. How did you feel about that? Um, I mean... There's been a lot of uh, issues in the past with like tampering and all those things like contracts and and courting players before they're uh, free agents and stuff like that. And I think this is this is one of those things where it's kind of on the borderline of a little bit skeezy, a little bit of a sketchball move because you know as an executive like you're going to be noticed by that player and you're for or not noticed by the player necessarily but somebody's going to notice you and Mm -hmm. it's going to be brought up like you're coming to a lot of the Raptors games it's not like it's just you know the director of like minor leagues or the director of NBA scouting or something like that like it's their like owner like Mm -hmm. it's it's their it's their lead guy in their organization it's their higher ups in the executive line like they're making it no secret like they're going full out for Kawhi and they're going to do everything in their power to lure him into their organization and bring him in there and be like, come be the guy for us. I mean, it's beneficial that we went in there and we ran them off the court when we played them without Kawhi even in the starting lineup. Oh, yeah, that was a big I didn't, Yeah, that yeah. didn't clue. And that was a it was really good that they did that. It was really good. And, it, you know, like Kawhi's made two trips back to L.A., since he's been on the Raptors, hasn't, he hasn't played hasn't in played. either. Do you think that was strategic on his part? Do <laughs> you think it was intentional? I don't know if it's strategic on his part, the Raptors' part. I think it. Uh, I think it's not just a coincidence. I mean, yeah, definitely not a coincidence. You know, I think. Uh, I don't know. I think they're just. I think they're just managing this Kawhi situation very, very well so far. You know, it's been quiet. You haven't really seen. You haven't really see, heard too much bad, and sometimes no news is the best news in these situations. So, we'll see how it works out. We'll, we'll see what they do with this. Should the Raptors be nervous? Um, I don't think so. I don't think there's a reason to be nervous because uh, you're seeing on court that they've... Yeah, dumbass pass. <laughs> right Continue. into Jokic's hands. Continue. You're seeing on court that like they're a much improved team already from last year to this. Mm-hmm. And you're looking at San Antonio and you're seeing that they're one of the worst defensive teams of all time because of what, you know, maybe an addition of a guy like DeMar DeRozan a subtraction of a guy like Danny Green and Kawhi Leonard will do to you. Yeah, definitely twofold. And that being said, it's it's kind of evident that there's there's no reason to worry. Just soak it in. Like you're you're watching the best year of basketball I've ever seen in my lifetime as a supporter of this team and there's nothing for me to be concerned about because I look at the roster too. I see guys like Pascal Siakam. I see guys like Fred Van Vliet. I see these young talent that we've built on the team that we didn't have to even move mm-hmm. to acquire a guy like Kawhi Leonard. You got rid of Jakob Pertl and DeMar DeRozan. And no knock on Jakob. He's a good player. No, 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 no knock on Jakob whatsoever. Yeah. Eighth, eighth overall pick, I believe, or something like that. And he's, he's he was the eighth. He was he was eight. He's a top 10 pick? He's a top 10 pick. Same year Siakam went uh, 26, I want to say. 
Top 10. Yeah. Yeah, get Pirtle straight out of Utah. He, that mustn't have been a deep draft. That was not a deep draft. Marquise Chris was six, seventh, right? One before. Okay, yeah, yeah. And not I really bet. wanted Marquise Chris as a fan. So I'm really glad that like I'm not a general manager because that, has, that guy has not panned out at all. Not the not the um not the best draft. I remember when Jakob Pirtle was coming into that draft, he was stated to be in that draft the least likely player to be a bust. Yagapoto? I heard that. I have yeah. heard that talking point. Yeah, you're Least right. Least likely player to be a bust. And so far, so, well, like, what do you really expect out of him? I saw him walking down the street one time. Yeah. He's a very, he's very, a very tall Very person. tall person. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, do you, if if Kawhi is to leave in the offseason, does Siakam inherit the team? Is it his team? I mean, it's hard not to say that Siakam would then be the the focal point of this team I would make him the focal point Mm -hmm. you have an aging Kyle Lowry and then beyond that where else do you really go as the next best piece right now I already put Siakam as the third best player on this team I I don't see why it wouldn't be another year older for Kyle Lowry and he's on the decline yeah it's Siakam's team Uh, if, if, if Leonard's gone and they don't get another piece I think they could still be a, a playoff team, though. I'm not gonna lie. In, oh, in, in Kawhi's absence, have we not seen how they play in Kawhi's absence already? They're yeah. they're a well coached, well oiled machine, and the only reason that they're not, you know, twenty two and one with Kawhi in the lineup too is because it takes some time to integrate a piece like that. Kawhi plays a lot of ISO ball, and they they have him running a lot of ISO right now, which is not the the best format that this team ever plays in and we saw that a lot with DeMar DeRozan we had to we had to go away from that in you know DeMar DeRozan's early years as a Raptor he was playing too much iso ball and the ball was sticking and you know this new NBA is all about ball movement open shot extra passes facing the floor I think I think um I think the the big thing to do with the chemistry. I don't think uh, sitting on a, the second game of a back to back helps at all. Not at all. You know what I mean. So yeah. people got to take that into into consideration as well. At some point, you're gonna have to play those back to backs. You're gonna have to be relied upon for them in the playoffs. So mm-hmm. you got to get used to it. Well, we briefly spoke about uh, tampering with Lawrence Frank entering. Or, sorry, and attending. Like I think the stats like he's he's attended eighty percent of the Raptors home games to see Kawhi. Yeah. The punishment that Magic got when uh he was I guess charged with tampering uh during Paul George's free agency or during during uh before Paul George's free agency, I think it was like fifty thousand dollars. Yeah. Fifty to two fifty. It's always in that range, but yeah. I don't think that's enough. No, of a, puni- of a punishment to to um to to to, to warrant you into uh as, as incentive for you to refrain from tampering. What's fifty grand? What's two hundred fifty grand to to Magic Johnson? What I'm saying. Yeah, especially when it's going to, if it works mm-hmm. and what you're trying to do ends up benefiting you, the benefits that you're going to reap from that is way more than just what $50,000 yeah. would be worth. It's you. almost like, yo, if I was Magic Johnson, I would I would approach 
I would approach Paul George or any pending free agent with the intent of being charged with tampering. Yeah. To like make it clear like, yo, we I want you on this team. Yeah. So when you see you know, like like as a Clippers, Lawrence Frank and uh owned by freaking what owner of Microsoft now. Yeah. Uh, uh, Steve Bomb Steve Bomber? That's his name? Billionaire. Whatever his name is. Billionaire. What do you think the punishment should be for 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 tampering? I think if you interfere with a player when they're not in their free agency, you should be penalized or forbidden from signing that player. <laughs> right? Like, you know, it's, yeah, I think about that. it's like one of those things where it's like, you know, as a, as a little kid, your mom tells you, you know, you, you can't have that toy or whatever like that. And you bring that toy and you bring it to the cash register. She puts it away. You're not getting that toy. You don't get that toy. You know, you misbehave type thing, right? You're not getting that toy. And that's the same thing. Like, you know, you, there were certain rules. If you wanted the toy, there were certain chores you had to do. There were certain rules you had to follow. You didn't follow those rules. You didn't do your chores. And now you're not allowed to have that toy. Maybe down the road, a couple years from now, or you know, you behave yourself you or another. You yeah, or you can get another toy. That but is not that one. That is genius. That's that's genius. That's genius. That's I mean, genius. I think that would stop it. It's like because to me, it's like you forfeit the rights to sign that player if you tamper with them. That's amazing. Yeah, to me as a player, like that's almost like. If a team's doing that for me, that's that's like they're 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 tampering and they're like going about things that they're not supposed to be doing. That wow, these guys really want me. Like they're even breaking rules and stuff and bending all these rules and 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 going around corners and cutting corners just so that I can be a part of their team. And it's like wow, they must really want me there. Like that shouldn't be allowed because that could be persuasive to a player when they see you doing all these things for them when you're not even their player. So, like, they'll be like, oh, imagine what they're going to do for me when I'm playing for this team if this is what they're doing for me when I'm not playing for them. Okay. So, now, let's, let's, okay, I like this. And let's take this as a segue to jump into conspiracy land, okay? (laughs) So, 2008 Olympics, right? We have Wade returning from his injury to test out his new body, okay? (laughs) In the Olympics. So, the conspiracy I came up with, now that you said this, is on the spot is... Dwayne Wade isn't actually fully healthy to compete in the Olympic, mm-hmm. but he's playing against other world talent that, you know, he's not playing against other citizens of the United States. So he's not, play, he's not playing against the best of the. No. Yeah, exactly. Olympics, not a best. On so best. he could, he could, he could, he could gamble. Yeah. Do you think Pat Riley's like, Hey man, I know you're not hundred percent, but I think you should go in there. Bosh is on the team. LeBron's on the team. Just, you know, neither of them are amounting to anything on their respective teams. You know, while you're on the bench, just, you know, sell them on the idea. Tell them if they come to the office, they could try on my rings. Yeah. Do you think... Do you think do, the conspiracy was a thing? Do, do think? I think? Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Do okay. you do I'm not, a, I'm not I'm not far off. I don't I don't think that this is outside of the norm in the NBA of what's going on right here with Kawhi Leonard and I just think this is a lot more in the open than what we've seen in years past. And I just think not not so much of a like, okay, we know 
Wade and LeBron were friends, but I'm I think it was like a top down thing. My conspiracy, my conspiracy is Pat Riley sent Wade there, an unhealthy Wade, to, to tamper with Bosch and and LeBron on the bench. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I don't think that's I do not think that's a far fetched conspiracy whatsoever. I like it. It's a dope ass conspiracy. Yeah. Who doesn't want to try on Pat Riley's rings? I don't. I honestly, I, I completely agree with you, and I see what you're saying. Like it's been going on for years. It has to. Have. And if it was, and if the league had the, and if the rule was implemented, like you just said, like you can't get that toy, the Miami Heat saga would have never happened. What? Like honestly, though, like it was, it was a match made in heaven too. From where those players were coming from, and where like Dwayne Wade was trying to lure them to. It's like, hey, Chris Bosh, you want to leave freezing cold Toronto yeah. for you know? <laughs> Didn't take a couple a lot. years and go to Miami. <laughs> Don't worry, LeBron's coming. Hey, LeBron, do you want to leave Cleveland, the place that you've been your whole life and you know is terrible and yeah. freezing cold like that? It's like come to Miami for a couple of years. We'll Pe- win some rings. Pe- and that's people, it. people get on Bron for doing the whole uh, thing on TV. People forget that Bosh. People forget that Bosh did it too. People forget a lot about Bosch. Bosch Bosch went on Sportsnet. I think it wasn't Stephen A. Someone asked him, like, yo, Bosch, what's your decision? He said, I'm going to join Wade in Miami. He said with a smile on his face. Yeah. That's how that's how little it took to extract Bosch from, from the right. He said it with this smile on his face. Let, let me just put it this way. As a as a lifelong Raptors fan growing up watching Bosch and everything like that still the number one Bosch memory that I will always have there, there's two that stick out one he will be when Shaq said he's the RuPaul of basketball and number two was when he was celebrating in his championship <laughs> getting champagne showers all over his face and just Bosch, yeah. those are the things that stand out about Bosch. I'm sorry, Bosch, you didn't do enough as a Raptor to make your mark. And you were the third option and often the weakest link in Miami when they won their championship. Yeah. So yeah, not definitely his his top moments aren't shining moments at all. No. No, 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 no. Take it to the head. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, you know, wide neck? The, the internet sensation that's been sweeping the, the, the guy with a really long neck. or the really I heard about neck. him. I heard about him. He came out of jail, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was like a mugshot type thing of that's him that they, they found. And uh, he has this wide neck and they've always been like talking about his wide neck. Well, like you look at Bosch, that's one of the longest necks I've ever seen in my life. Like this guy looks like a, a like a beer bottle. He does have a very long neck. Just shoot. It's 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 like a it's a it's like a it's like a human draft. Yeah. Draft. Yeah. Sorry, he's very very slender. Yeah. Yeah. Friggin' Bosch. But yeah, I like your I like your proposal of this. You can't get that toy thing. No. I might name the episode that. You can't get that. That's amazing. That's profound. It was right under my nose the whole time. I didn't think about that. Like if you, I was thinking about what would be proper punishment? punishments because what's going to stop Lawrence Frank from going to the game who's, and what, trolling what's going to stop somebody from literally courting them from now and basically getting a head start on everybody else from free agency well oh, the that's fact genius if, if, think about it in, in the Olympics if you fall start while well, you're in a swimming race or in, uh, in the 100 meter dash you're not allowed to run that race Yo, this makes so much sense. Why isn't that? Oh, this makes so much. This makes so much sense. It's a false start. I'm literally flabbergasted about how much sense this makes. Yeah, 
Um, okay, well, I mean, dance. it's it's quite the punishment. I don't think it will ever go through with the higher ups in the NBA. But why not? Why not look into it? If you really want to stop tampering, if you really don't want this to be an issue, that's it's a pretty good solution. Listen, college teams have the death penalty. College, you know, college is. T- I don't even. That's a no. That's a whole other rabbit hole you can go down when it comes to college and tampering and and all this. Listen, what's that school in Texas? I saw that thirty for thirty about that team in Texas that yeah. you know they paid off like a dude's whole family. Yeah, like they paid yeah. for like their whole living expenses and no, they're, they're, they got the death penalty for like a year. There's a special place in hell for college and football, basketball recruiting and coaches and that that whole. <laughs> It's messy. It's real messy. It's real messy. Like they'll they'll pay you, and then when you and when they get caught, like they'll snitch on you. It's real yeah. messy. Do try to snitch on DeAndre Ayton. Try to snitch yeah. on OJ Mayo. Yeah, like that's nasty. Yeah, that's nasty. <laughs> um, I was just thinking to myself, we're gonna do a uh, kind of like a a college segment where we kind of dip into the prospect talent for next year a bit maybe yeah for sure I think, I think we should do that closer to the tournament at least yeah let's do it and let's you want to do like start of the new year that could be a yeah, thing a yeah. week by week breakdown who's on the come up who should who's falling off who's overrated yeah I like that yeah I learned a lot too because like I said I don't have the attention span for college hoops <laughs> what is Kawhi sitting on he's got a booster seat on the sidelines I don't know what the heck that is why did he anyway, I don't know <laughs> no um yeah i don't have the attention span or sorry not attention span i guess patience for a college ball because it's like 95 percent weaving yeah and i'm not gonna yeah. lie i'm a sucker for isolation ball yeah i'm a sucker for that stuff yeah eh? so when you get that 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 anomaly when you get like a what's the what's the other what's the other jamal that was on the hawks not jamal Crawford. jamal do that dunked on lebron Jamal, Jamal, what's his name? You know what I'm talking about. I know who you're talking about. But anyway, I think he played for Xavier, and okay. he had like this outburst of like a, a 40 point game in the playoffs. Yeah, but you don't get outbursts like that every year. No, I love scorers, so yeah, it, it takes. That's what it takes to, to get me to watch college hoops game. If someone's just isolated and torching, I like I like people that could torture defense. So, so you like those like you know one man teams. No, it's a woman. Like I like the I like players with the ability in college that they that you know they they demand that type of respect from a defense. Yeah. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. when you when you how long how how long is the friggin' shot clock in college again? Uh, thirty. Yeah, like 20, thirty seconds. Twenty five seconds of that, you're passing around the perimeter. I'm just like, yo, just dunk on somebody. Yeah. <laughs> I think they also implemented a offensive rebound shot clock uh, deduction. Okay, I'm not 100 percent sure. I'd have to look into it, but they they I that think they sense. also implemented the speed up on the offensive rebound this year. That makes sense. They should bring the shot clock down to 24, and I prefer quarter basketball over halves. But I can see why they do halves. So why do they do halves? Not big of a deal. Like it's just, I guess it's just for like hours and like length of the game. They're still students before they're athletes. <laughs> you know, I guess. Like, I mean, there's only like, and that's the thing in the disparity in college games, like. Who really wants to see like a number one team like Duke play team like you know like Lehigh Valley? It's like you know Lehigh's getting waxed. Yeah, that's true. That's very true. Shout out to CJ McCollum coming out of Lehigh. 
uh, let's let's before I call John, let's show some love to uh, some other teams that we haven't really touched on in the first uh, nine weeks or ten weeks of this podcast. Um, <laughs> even though this isn't technically a Raptors podcast, I, I do like you know showing love because the majority of the guests do have a love for the Raptors. So shout yeah. outs to you and I know John. Everyone else has loves for the love for the Raptors. You know I'm a Heat fan, but what's going on in Portland? They've plummeted over the last over the last three weeks. Talk to the people about Portland. They want to know about Portland. That's been one of those surprises to me where it's like, I believe when I was on the podcast last, we were talking about the whole uh, Washington is kind of Washington and Portland are kind of like the East and West version of each other. You know, they're guard heavy package where it's John Wall and Bradley Beal out in Washington with mm-hmm. not much help outside of that versus CJ McCollum and uh, Damian Lillard in Portland with not much help outside of that. Mm-hmm. And I believe at last year at some point, Damian Lillard wasn't happy. There were reports that he was talking to management about, we need another piece. Like, He was on management about bringing somebody in. And I remember DeAndre Jordan was the piece that they were talking about bringing in there, which I don't know. That that was Lillard Lillard was talking about with management about bringing a piece in. And then the rumors came up that DeAndre Jordan was available and he was somebody that Portland was interested in. (laughs) Sorry. It's okay. And... I don't necessarily think that's the best piece for them, given the fact that they already have a guy like Nurkic, who's a good center. But they they have fallen off immensely. They've been that team that's just always there. They're always in fourth. They're always in fifth, but they're never doing anything in the playoffs. And at some point, you they say insanity is... The definition of insanity is trying the same thing over and over again and expecting, and expecting a different, different. result. Mm-hmm. And that's what you're seeing in Portland right now. Mm. You know what? What tweaks? What 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 moves have been made to their roster to better themselves or to better equip themselves to make a run? When you have two guys like that who are well suited for the modern NBA, two guards who can both shoot the lights out of the ball, they can switch a little bit on. You know, CJ McCollum can guard a, a one and a two. Lillard can guard a one and a two. And, you know, maybe some smaller threes every once in a while. But what do you at? What, 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 what have you done mm-hmm. to improve them? What wing talent have you tried to bring in? I mean, maybe they've tried to bring people in and nobody wants to play in Portland. It's hard to bring somebody into Portland. But at, at a time like that, like even a guy like Trevor Ariza, a guy that's been a journeyman. Yeah, we're saying he's an X factor for so many teams, but a guy like that would work in Portland. You know, they have like Evan Turner playing their wing, I swear. Evan Turner, yeah. That's like a six man and a wing player. And it's like, I think Ariza's an upgrade from that. I think you'd be crazy to not think that. Yeah, for sure. And... I don't know. I think I think it's time to hit the panic button in Portland. Panic button in Portland. Listen, is it fair to say that Damian Lillard has peaked? Oh, it's a hundred percent fair. It's it's fair to say that Damian Lillard has peaked. And just to touch on more on the issue in Portland, it's also fair to say that they might not have fallen back as much as we think they have, as much as the rest of the West took that uh, extra step that they have this year again. Mm. Clippers, yeah, Sacramento, Utah's look, Utah's kind of picking up a little bit of steam. Now. Utah's picking up steam, and somebody has to fall off when the team starts coming up like that. But even then, when you look at when you look at 
the Blazers personnel outside of Lillard, outside of McCollum, outside of those two, look at the usage rates yeah. from everyone else. Yeah. I mean, we don't have the numbers in front of us, but just eye tests, you can you can visualize. Yeah. Nurkish doesn't get as much touches as that guy needs. No. You know what I'm saying? And and in a, in a league where the game is predicated on on speed and you know three is worth more than two, I think you I think having a guy like Nurkic, a guy that could you know if you double down low to him can slow the game down, and you don't do it, it's just like I think you need better scouts over there. Yeah, I I think it's I think it's time to to make the pivot and determine whether you're going to make one last run with the core that you have and the guards that you have now, or if it's time to blow it up and go back into rebuild mode. Here's a, here's a, here's what I see. The only two ways is either you ship either one of Lillard or McCollum and do whatever. But if you ship either or, you need to get a legitimate point guard. Neither, like Dame, Dame is not a point guard. So if you ship McCollum, you need somebody that's going to take, you know, the pressure off of him to create plays. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And it just, I don't know. It, it's rough out there. Yeah. Talk to me about Orlando and then we'll call John. Orlando. So the Orlando Magic, they've been, uh, they've been one of those teams to me where it's just, they're scrappy to watch. They're... Aaron Gordon's not having a good year, mm-hmm. but they're still staying, you know, right around 500. Playing mostly through Vucevic, who's been, you know, he's fantasy gold, fantasy unicorn this year. I I'll, mean, t- I'll tell you, I never thought that I consider him almost untradeable on my team. Yeah. Him and listen, another out of the woodworks player, Cody Zeller. Oh my God. Cody Zeller's been sitting on my waiver wire in my other league for like a month, and I've just been sitting there like, I should probably pick this guy. Listen. Nah, I can't pick Cody Zeller up. Okay, I should probably pick Zeller. Nah, it's Cody Zeller. This dude shooting like over like fifty five percent from the field, yeah. eighty five from. He's gonna, like, and he's almost untradeable. From he's me. averaging like ten and eight, but like he does it a clean percentage of clean per block per game. He's almost untradeable for me. I'm not gonna lie. Mm-hmm. Let me call. Let me call John. You better answer the phone. But yeah, I'm uh back to the the West playoff picture. There's about like five teams right now. Hello, John. Wait, call on John one sec. Continue that thought. There's. <laughs> yeah. He said he's laying down watching ball. So yeah. Should be laying down somehow. Wanna go on, John? What's going on? What are you saying? You're live on uh, the Mesh Talk Podcast, episode 9, featuring. I'm live on the air? Yeah, you're on the air, fam. Yo, shout out to all my European listeners. What's going on? Yeah, they, they, they're they going to hear you tomorrow morning. Uh, say what's up to Taylor, man. Say what's up. Oh, uh, Mr. Mr. Commissioner of my league. What's going on, buddy? What's going on, John? Uh, I'm just chilling. Before we uh, broke ice, starting the podcast, uh, Taylor ever so vehemently uh, voices dis- uh, voices discrepancies about the trade offer that you sent him. I 
well, the, the trade talk. The trade talk. He's not pleased with oh. the. He's not pleased with your your your. <sighs> tell him. Tell him, Taylor. Tell him. He's on the air right now. It's a lack of willingness to include De'Aaron Fox in any deal. Okay, he's not going anywhere. <laughs> I just got rid of of Russell. So true. True. I guess I missed out on that. <laughs> like, <laughs> something that you should know, especially since you're the commissioner. Come on. Uh, so, I'm just saying. So, John, we 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 were reviewing the week. What's your review? What's your grade of um, the deal between uh, the Wizards and the Suns sending Trevor Reza to the Suns? I want to give a quick shout out to Memphis <laughs> uh, with, the, with the whole Brooks situation. <laughs> with Marshawn Brooks and Dylan Brooks getting confused. Yeah. When they when Phoenix found out they were gonna get Marshawn Brooks instead of Dylan Brooks, I found that hysterical. <laughs> Hilarious. Like I threw my like I threw my phone and I was dying. Yeah, yeah. That was funny though. <laughs> <laughs> who won but, the who won the trade in the in the in the end? Oh, Washington did. Because they're getting that vet in the locker room. Thank you. And they're getting rid of they're getting rid of two players who weren't really helping. And they're not going to be back next season. So you have a starting lineup of John Wall, Bradley Beal, Lionel Richie, <laughs> Trevor Ariza. <laughs> Otto Porter looks exactly like Lionel oh. Richie. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> That's right. I remember you say that. Yeah, 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 yeah. And freaking Kelly Oubre looked like Lil Richie. Yeah, Otto Porter's going to go to the four. And who's at the five? Markeith Morris. Right now, or right now they have Thomas they have, Bryant. No, Morris, Morris is coming off the bench. Off the bench, it's gonna be Thomas Bryant. Yeah. Listen, Bryant. I Trevor Reed is an amazing pickup, but you're still gonna be the worst rebounding team ever. Yeah. I don't understand why they made this trade. <laughs> I don't understand it. <laughs> I mean, they did the improve their rebounding. This, <laughs> they're, they're, still gonna be, they're gonna be a better shooting team. I would say that. They're gonna be a better the, the defensively. The floor is gonna be more wide open. They better, they better, they better run. Don't sleep on Bryant because he's a, he's an energy guy who can get rebounds. Yeah. Because after watching him play today, he's a he's impressive. Did the did they what did they wax the Lakers? Did they did the game done? Yeah, one twenty. Yeah, the game done. They, they waxed them. They cleaned the card. They did the interior <laughs> cleaning. Everything. They, they, LeBron did not have a good game. Jo- or John Wall with uh, 40 points and 14 assists tonight. Good for him. Good for him. Bradley Veal with 25 points and 12 boards. Um, John, did you see the Bleach Report? I don't know if it was Bleach Report, but the season take a hold of Greta from the Phoenix Suns. Did you see that video? Yeah. How, oh, do you, yeah. how do you feel about it? Of course it? I did. How do you feel about it? I feel, well, are you talking about the, old, the, the lady, right, that was talking, Yes, right? the sweet old lady uh, Greta. Greta, yes. I feel her 100%. Because that came straight from her heart. It did come straight from her heart. Uh, it came straight from her heart, and she was furious. And she's had enough. She's had enough! <laughs> Phoenix is the laughing stock of the league. To... And what has what has the owner done? Nothing. Mm-hmm. And so... for everyone to hear from a season ticket holder like her, I mean, you got to do something now. Yep, she kind of she did kind of go viral. Now, John, do you think it would be beneficial for Robert Sarver, the owner of the Phoenix Suns, to practice full transparency the way uh, the Philadelphia 76ers did with the trust the process movement? No, no, 
Why is that? No. I think you should just work with um, Aiton and Booker and try to try and work around that. Right, but but should the owner tell the public, hey, like should should the owner be transparent about his plan? Because you have disgruntled season ticket holders and fans like Greta. Do you think he should be open with what his plan is? Uh, oh yeah, more open. I think mean, yeah. Because like, that, that everyone know what what his plan is going forward. It worked for the Sixers. Can it work for everybody? Sam Hinkie, sorry, Sam Hinkie was the was the GM at the time, the trust the process GM. Yeah, good find, Taylor. Good find. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know if that would work for everyone. I mean, shout out to Philly for, shout out to Philly for that the fact that it worked for them. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't know how that's gonna work for any other team. Yeah, I don't let, know. let me catch you up on the that's thought. That's hard. Go ahead, Taylor. Let me catch you up on the thought we had earlier on the podcast about that. And that was just that there's so many t- intangibles. Like, you could say, like, look, we're tanking as a GM. And then you can get stuck with a Markel Fultz situation, you know, one year later. And now you've put yourself back an extra three years on your rebuild process when you told the fans it's going to take four years initially. Now you're looking at seven years okay, because you made one the, bad pick. Here's the difference with Phoenix and Philly. Philly, they've been to the playoffs before a couple years ago. When was the last time Phoenix was in the playoffs? The last time Phoenix was in the playoffs? It's been a while. Last time Nash was in the jersey, I think. Exactly. That's a long time. So I don't think Phoenix has that much patience. Have they been in the playoffs this decade? I doubt it. I think they have the longest active playoff drought in the NBA. No, 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 Sacramento does. Oh, yeah, Sacramento. The Phoenix must be second, though, because I don't think... It, did, the last memory I have from the Suns is them making the conference finals, losing in seven games to Kobe and them. Phoenix Suns were last in the playoffs in the 2010 Western Finals. 2010, right? Okay. Yeah, there they made go, the Western right? Finals. Seven years ago? That's kind of wow. That's kind of nuts. Like eight... Nine. Uh, so John was gonna. And you, I, I really don't think Phoenix has patience to wait another three years. I, I think they want to do something right now. Yeah. They got to do something right now. Or else, what do you think they should move the team? Yeah, if that's the case. Then yeah, John. If it's not working, then yeah, relocate. John, do you say this is the last year that they can finish with a losing record? Because after this year. If they keep going at this rate, they should have one more top three pick added to a core of Booker and Aiton. That's the final straw, right? That should yeah. be the final piece. It has to be. If, if that doesn't work, then they really do have to relocate. Mm-hmm. And mm. that that city should be Vegas. Mm. See, that was another thing. Double yeah. up on Vegas. Uh, uh, John John Taylor said the exact said the exact same thing. And it's and so if it, they go to Vegas, they will make so much more money than where they are right now. They're and, not going to have any more still still nachos. <laughs> yeah, and Vegas makes sense with the new gambling rules. And right? it makes sense geographically yep. because Vegas is already close enough to Phoenix where they could keep some of that fan base. Still a, exactly. still a desert. I did not say Seattle. Still yeah, a, exactly. Still right? a desert. Yeah. Seattle deserves another team. Vegas Suns, Seattle Suns. Which one sounds better? Well, Seattle Suns actually kind of sounds better. Seattle Suns. <laughs> That, uh, I think Vegas sounds better. <laughs> Vegas Suns. Yeah, but okay. This is a this is the thing I want to bring up. Don't you think 
the name should be dead when you change cities. You shouldn't bring the name with you. Like, for example, like... Agreed. Like, I agree. I agree. How, how much Charlotte, New Orleans situation? Yeah, like, okay. Vancouver what, what Grizzlies, Memphis like? Grizzlies. What kind of jazz is there in Utah? Right? Oh, yep. You know that's that's the New Orleans yep. jazz originally. How, what kind of lakes are there in L.A.? They were the New Orleans jazz. They were the New yep. Orleans jazz. That's why. <gasps> and then you yeah, look at the Lakers. That? They were the the Minneapolis or Minnesota Minneapolis. Minneapolis Lakers, right? Because there's a lot of lakes in Minneapolis, not many in L.A. So I think the Thunder did it right. They're one of the only teams recently who you know you you move from Seattle Supersonics. You got to name that does makes the, sense to your area. Does the Memphis Wilderness have Grizzlies in it? Does the Memphis Wilderness have, have grizzlies. grizzlies in it? Do, do the van? Do, do, I mean, are there yeah, Vancouver? No, are there Grizzlies uh, in Vancouver? Yes, there are Grizzlies in Vancouver. Can Memphis say the same thing? No, Memphis no. cannot say the same. Change thing. the name. I, I mean, I think T Grizzlies from Memphis. T Grizzly? Is he from? <laughs> I don't he is know. from. I think he's from Memphis. He's, You're from, right. he's from somewhere down. I think there. he's from Detroit. Oh, okay. Detroit don't got no good. Yeah, that's a. Listen, John, we're going to run through some of the points from this week. How do you feel about Lawrence Frank attending something like 80% of Raptors home games? Do you think there should be a harsher punishment for tampering? Give Mesh Talk. Give us your thoughts. When I heard about that, I was kind of like, what the hell are they doing? Like, are they actually are they, are they actually going for Kawhi that bad? Mm. Is, he, is he in a... Is he, is he like? Is he easy to recognize? Do people? I don't know. It's hard to say. <laughs> to I mean, be he's, honest, he's easy for us to recognize. You know what I'm saying? But everyone else, like, what about management? Don't can't they do something about it? No, nah, I mean, essentially, he's a he's a he bought his ticket. I, I'm assuming, or maybe he comes in as media. I don't know. That's tough. That's just weird. Taylor, Taylor, tell tell John what your remedy. You have to see though. Yeah, like. What what what's in my opinion too? Like what what is it? What's the difference between watching his tape and actually showing up in person maybe, to make yourself see? Maybe right? it's a psychological. Exactly. Thing. Is he going there to have a conversation with Kawhi? Is he going there to have a conversation with? Maybe he wants to see Danny Green. Yeah, he, <laughs> true. He's he's not going there to watch Kawhi. He's going there so Kawhi sees him. I think it's a psychological thing. To keep him, to keep the Clippers in yeah. his, in his, uh, in his, in the psyche, I think it's a psychological thing. But, but John, do you think there should be to let, them, to let them know that Kawhi, to let Kawhi know that they really want him? Yeah, yeah, just you know, we're just here, we're just chilling, we're in the stands, but you know, we want you. Just do your thing, keep balling, don't mind us. But hey, like we want you. See you. You know what I mean? Yep. Um, do you yep. think there should be a harsher fine for um, for tampering? And then we'll get into Taylor's take on that, his remedy. Tampering as in tampering to uh, secure a free agent before their free agency. Like how my Magic Johnson caught all that heat for courting Paul George and having all those talks with him before he was actually available to be a free agent. Like what, what Lawrence Frank is doing is very passive aggressive. Hmm. Honestly, something like that, as long as they're not going too far, I can care less. Yeah, and Taylor, what'd you say? Well, I was saying like you know, that that's a that's an added advantage, right? The rules are in place that you're not allowed to talk to free agents before the free agency is up because, you know, they're they're under contract with another team. Then there's somebody else's employee, right? So mm-hmm. you aren't allowed to talk to them. 
and if you do these things to court them before their free agency you're you're technically cheating you're getting ahead of the competition you're getting a step That's ahead a point. to get the free agent so my take was you know what did magic johnson get like a fifty thousand dollar to two hundred and fifty thousand dollar fine or something like that for tampering with paul george and what what is that to him because if his that's nothing to him yeah and if his tampering paid off signing paul george would have paid off way more than what that fifty thousand dollar fine is doing for him negatively right so because the benefits are so much greater if your tampering pays off i suggest instead of a fine if you get caught doing like illegal things like that like tampering wise with a player he was a draft pick well that's that's another thing but mine was you just can't sign that player when they're a free agent oh <laughs> same right? thing I said like, <laughs> you know like oh well, play by the rules and as soon as they're a free agent talk to them all you want but it should be level playing field for as soon as that person becomes a free that's agent that's a good point the yeah, yeah. I, that's the same way I reacted, John. I, I didn't even. I how how did we not think of that? That's a good point. Yeah. How do we not think of that? No, that's genius. That's actually that, genius. That would be that would be hard because a lot because the Lakers they 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 got Michael Johnson because of his relationship with everyone. Yeah. Yeah. So that that would be interesting. Rob Palenka too is a highly respected figure. You know. Yeah. 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 Like. A lot of the time, play like NBA executives don't want to discuss contract extensions with their players midseason because they don't want it to be a distraction for that player during that season. Mm-hmm. And now all of a sudden, somebody else's team is coming in and talking to your player and trying to coax them into coming to their team. Then that's going to be that's a distraction that you know you can't even control really from stopping. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's rules in place to say that they can't, but that's that's the way I look at it. Is it's a distraction to the player. Like you know, their their only job when the season's in should be focusing on winning and playing basketball. <laughs> I agree. Um, I have and another take that I have that I have about the about the Lawrence Frank going to going to Toronto. Talk to After us. After the first few games, don't you think security should do something like they should stop him at security and say? And get Masai to actually talk to him before he enters. Like, what are you doing here, or something? <laughs> or like, it, does, it, does, it doesn't make sense to me. They need to get some Toronto goons to post up and throw water bottles at him next time he <laughs> <laughs> next next time he comes to the building. Now, in that sense, I don't think I don't think there's any, anything you could tell him at that. It's just like, yo, I'm just coming to watch you guys play. But you know, it would look it would look even worse if his team was doing. It would look it would make sense if his team was doing bad but the you know the clippers are a top four team in the west so it's like yo don't you got your own team to watch bro like it's hey, Tevin, say that again if um i said it it kind of i don't know if it would no, be the clippers are what the clippers are a top four team in the, in the west <laughs> <laughs> i'm sorry i just found that funny no like it's <laughs> it, it sounds weird saying and i hate the clippers but they're they're, they're how are the standings right now they're number, the they're, they're number five. Number five, what, a but game I mean, a game behind the Lakers? But they're all, and they're also a game out of being eighth, right? Okay, that's crazy. They're all close. Yeah, they're all, all very close. close. This is the closest we've seen in the Western Conference in a long time, so that's good. Um, I do have uh, one more topic before I let you go, John, that I haven't uh, disclosed with Taylor. How do you guys feel about the Supermax 
extension as it relates to small market teams like New Orleans. And I say New Orleans because I have a follow-up question. How do you guys feel about the supermarket the supermax extension for small market teams like a like New Orleans? Like what? Like like New Orleans. How do you guys feel about the supermax extension for them? So let me let me add more a little bit more context. I'm so being honest, I don't know I don't know much about the supermax. So so. You know how like when players uh, make the playoffs or win a gold medal or oh, okay. or, or make an all NBA team, they're subject yeah, yeah, to like yeah. a bonus. So yeah. Anthony Davis, if he makes the all NBA first team this year, he's eligible for the Supermax extension, which is five oh, years, yeah, yeah. Okay, five years, yeah. two hundred and thirty five million dollars. Yeah. Right. So I think Adam Silver put that in place for you know small market teams to retain Is that only for small market teams it's not only for it's not only for for small market teams but i i do think it affects small market teams in a different way because when you look at anthony davis and the pelicans the narrative there is that he doesn't have enough help so when you offer that guy the bulk of your your spend 235 million dollars what does that really benefit team like team wide you know on one hand you could say who turns down 230 something million dollars if you're if you if you're a team that's not really going anywhere the only way you offer that to someone is to like really keep the lights on really you know yeah i mean at the end of the day it comes down to what as a manager of a team like that you have to really determine what do you want do you want one anthony davis and four etuan moores or do you want five trevor reasons on your team <laughs> right like yeah. you have That's to true. weigh it out like that and we've all seen time and time again that the nba is a top like it's it's about the superstars it's about the top talent you have on your team the deepest team is not usually the team that wins the finals is golden state been the deepest team ever over this playoff run no but they've had the best top end talent on their team yeah and because of that they've won it's a superstar driven league and to have a superstar like that you're already have a better chance at winning i believe than spending the money on five good role players yeah it's a, it's a really good point too and it's like if you look if you take anthony if you take anthony davis as the case study if you're offering him 235 million dollars you're offering him that knowing that hey uh you're not gonna acquire talent via free agency because nobody goes to new orleans in free agency yeah you know what i mean it's either nope. it's either we it's in the same situation as the raptors you know everyone loves toronto as a city but it's too damn cold nobody they wants they wouldn't play there yeah exactly yeah nobody's gonna come here of, of their own accord you gotta be traded like a Kawhi leonard so it's like i don't know man it's it's i think it's something that we should keep an eye out for for sure yeah. 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 John, anything that you want to add? Any any topics that you wanted to bring before before we let you uh, continue your relaxation on this Sunday evening? Uh yeah, I do. What's up? Well, how do you guys feel? about there's a report today about Lakers uh, about to propose a deal to New Orleans for Anthony Davis. Jeez. How do you guys feel about that? I did not hear that report. The but pe- yeah, the wow, breaking news. Wow, John is. John is Woj on low. <laughs> the John bomb. John, yo, uh, who were the pieces involved? I, there's, there's no, there's no pieces involved. It's just a report. That's it. 
Well, and that was about that was about two hours ago. I mean, it makes sense because well, before the, the before, before the Laker game, the trade deadline because is ever since, ever since um, Phoenix didn't want to trade Ariza to the Lakers. They want to, I guess, they want to try and get someone else. It's funny how it's funny. It's funny the politics involved behind uh, Phoenix not wanting to do that because apparently they didn't like they didn't like the the past relationship or sorry the friendship between James Jones being the GM and LeBron James how they just bought they essentially bought out Tyson Chandler at LeBron's request yeah it's crazy like how a player has so mm-hmm. much juice like that bro oh, like man. it's mm-hmm. we never talked about that that is nuts to be able to call yeah. a GM as an active player like yo what's what's Tyson Chandler saying like does he want to come through <laughs> <laughs> Just be like, yo, I'll, I'll get the deal done. <laughs> thanks for the three, yeah. thanks for the, thanks for the two wings, uh, Bron. Like, that's the ultimate. Uh, <laughs> uh, imagine LeBron calling James Jones, like, yo, honestly, we need a center. I know a guy that owes me a favor. I, I got him two rings. Let me call him <laughs> right now. That is nuts, bro. That's never I been. I know what the deal. I think I know. I know what the behind the, the scene deal was. They, I think the Lakers gave them some unstale nachos. Tyson <laughs> subsidized their their friggin' uh, and, and then that was a deal breaker. The air marks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, how do you guys feel about a potential trade for AD right now for the Lakers? Because it doesn't make sense for me if I'm New Orleans. If what? if I'm trading Anthony Davis, give me the whole kitchen. I mean, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and but but who, but who would you want? Who would you want from the Lakers, though? It's got to start with Ingram, Ball, oh, or course. Kuzma, of course, or all of the above. Listen, Kuzma's out of there. I don't think Kuzma's part of the equation. Well, obviously, for, yeah, he, he's gonna have to be. Yeah, have to. He's gonna have to be, rather rather like it or not. Yeah, because Anthony Davis is Anthony Davis. Yeah, and. This is the time, if you're New Orleans, this is the time to trade Anthony Davis and get full value for him. He's got, what, yep. one year off under contract after this season? Mm-hmm. So if somebody trades for him now, they're getting him for the rest of this season and all of next year. And, next. and then the best ability to re-sign him after that, too. So exactly. if I'm the Lakers, I'm, I'm probably going all in. Going all in. <sighs> Listen, if if they offer a package that doesn't include Ingram, Ball, and Kuzma, there's gonna be a riot in New Orleans. I mean, they yeah. riot. I, I they do. I mean, like when the Boogie Cousins trade first came out, nobody thought it was a good package for Sacramento. Years yeah. down the road, it's it's starting to pan out for Sacramento and the financial flexibility it also gave them as an organization oh, in a, a small market. Shout out to Sacramento Kings right now. Yeah, and I think that's the if if New Orleans is looking at trading Anthony Davis, they have to follow that Sacramento Kings model of you know let's get back to relevancy as quickly as possible because we're in a market where we can't afford to lose many fans. New ownership too helps too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so to stay on New Orleans as for my last point before I let you go John uh, and Taylor please chime in as well who is the who is the best player to ever play for a New Orleans basketball team 
New Orleans or the, that whole franchise? The New Orleans, be it Hornets, Pelicans. Who is who is the best to suit up for the city? Hornets. Of, the, the city of New Orleans. Who is the best to suit in up the for the city of New Orleans? Yeah, so yes. Charlotte doesn't count. Charlotte doesn't count. No. Okay, Anthony Davis is the best, but my favorite is Baron Davis. Is Anthony Davis? So do you exalt Anthony Davis over Chris, Chris Paul? Chris Paul? I don't know. That's a tough one. Um, yeah. Honestly, in my opinion, like Anthony Davis is one of those one of the best players that we've Anthony seen that I've seen in my players, lifetime. But then Chris Paul is one of is probably one of the best point guards. Yeah. The, the thing is with Anthony Davis, as good as he is, he does he didn't translate to the same. He doesn't translate to the same win share that that Chris Paul did. Does he? I don't think so. I mean, I think Chris Paul had. A, remember, Chris Paul had that year where he was battling Kobe for like the MVP, yeah. and it just came down to whoever won the West. Yeah, Anthony Davis yeah, has never been top true. four yeah, in yeah. the West. You feel me? Yeah. So my thing is, as great as a talent that Anthony. But Davis, I just say, hold on, hold on. Which, but Chris Paul always had a better team than than Anthony Davis as well. I thought about that too, and then I thought about his teammates. So look at AD right now, right? We got uh, Drew Holiday. One of the best defensive guards in the league, right? We got um, Miritich, uh, an incredible, you know, range big, right? Mm-hmm. That some of the, that, that he's not doing. He's not doing much right now. Not right now. He was in a slump, but he's been injured. When the when the greater uh, stretch bigs in terms of like range ability that anyone's ever going to see, I'm not going to lie. That guy, that guy has amazing range for his size, right? Um, right. And then you have. Um, Randall Julius Randall's not a bad player. No, he's been incredible. He's 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 a really good basketball player. And then you have who else do you got? Fill it out. Um, well, we got Drew Holiday. We got Alfred Payton just waiting on. Yeah, he's all right for them. Alfred Payton, he's solid. He's solid, but he's Etwan Moore. Yeah, Etwan Moore, he's and a, a solid and a, piece. And at a time, let's just look at the tenor of Anthony Davis's career into the talent. Like last year, he had. Boogie Cousins. Yeah. If we look at, if we look at Chris Paul, damn, John Wall with the block on Lonzo. Yo, he always talks after every freaking highlight. That's John Wall. Always. Every That's John Wall for you. He'll finger roll it and be like, "Yo, this is my city." <laughs> every time. So no, if you look at Chris Paul, who had Morris Peterson. David West, Tyson Chandler. Who else did he have? You said you said Morris Pearson as the first guy. I did. <laughs> I just remember him a lot. I remember him a lot. He was always open. He had Morris Peterson, David West, Tyson Chandler. Who else? Tyson Chandler. Oh, good dunk. Um, hold on, let me let me look at it right now. Like, he had a, he had a cute, quite a few players actually. Like I mean, in terms of like top heavy talent, it wasn't. You didn't. Have, you never had a great team. I guess that's my that's my argument. I guess in terms of talent wise, the the teams aren't far off in terms of talent for an Anthony Davis team at best and a Chris Paul team at best. Yeah, they're not far off. I mean, I think as a, a point guard, you can be more impactful on a game to game basis than you can be as a center. All right, I got the roster. Mm-hmm. They had J.R. Smith, Desmond Mason, Brazil <laughs> uh, uh, Butler. Rest in peace. Rest in peace. P.J. Brown. P.J. Brown. While, wait, while Chris Paul was making the playoffs? Yeah. Okay. Byron Scott was coach. 
Byron Scott was the coach, yes. The best dress coach in the league does at that time. You think so? We had this debate way back in the day on our train rides to the Rogers Center. Best dress coach. Byron Scott won best dress coach that year. Interesting. All right. Well, listen, John, the, the talent's not that far off. That's all I'm saying. My argument is... I guess. I wouldn't give I wouldn't give Anthony Davis a shoe in for, like, you know, the greatest player to ever play for New Orleans because he didn't translate to the wins that Chris Paul did. Chris mm-hmm. Paul Chris Paul got a lot of players paid, yo. Like, Ooh, he's a straight as well. Yeah, he was there. He was there. I guess it's just something to think about. Something to think yep. about. But uh, what are you up to for the rest of the night? What other games are on? Is this... You watching the Raptors game? Um, Denver Raptors. Mm-hmm. Uh, Miami. I think I'm not sure if that game's still on. It's probably. I think it's still on. And uh, you just you're just you're just, re- just relaxing in bed. You done all your Christmas shopping? Uh, I still need to get your gift. Oh, mama, you don't need to get me anything. You don't need to get me nothing. <laughs> okay. <Bet. laughs> um. Always great. Yeah, so I'm going to them. All right, bro. Um, well, we're going to let you relax and um, probably we'll see if we get you. Next week's really busy. We'll see. We'll see who gets on. But I appreciate you answering the call for it to be a caller, man. I appreciate it. I was hesitating, but <laughs> when you told me Taylor was on, I was like, all right, all right, fine. T- Taylor is definitely the big ticket for sure. Yeah, and Tevin offered to be a mediator if we ever need to hatch out this KD for Joel and B trade. Yeah, I wanted to do that live on the air, but I don't know if you guys really want to get into that. <laughs> you, you don't, you don't want us <laughs> to get into that live on the air. Maybe next time. <laughs> Those 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 talks usually last the whole season. Me and John John will yeah. go at it for a whole season and not make a trade we, once. We're always talking about it at least twice a week <laughs> and haven't made one trade yet. Let's try. <laughs> 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 All right, yeah, yeah. All right, John. Hodge later, okay? All right, guys. Have a good one. All right, All right man. All right. There we go. That's John John. That's John. Gotta love him. Um. All right, bro. We've gone well, almost just under, just under an hour and forty minutes. Anything you want to close off with? What are you looking forward to this week? Uh, this week, looking forward to. Well, I guess it's more so at the start of next week will be the Christmas Day games. But I always like me some Christmas Day basketball. It's tradition, and uh, it's a good feeling. It's a good feeling. It's a really good it's, feeling. It's really good to you know. Finish opening up your gifts, having your Christmas Day lunch, and the first thing you do right when it hits afternoon, like noon, flip on the TV and there's basketball on the TV. It's the only sport on, and it's it's, it's great. It's, it's Christmas tradition, so I'm looking forward to that. Um, mm-hmm. Other than that, I'm just looking to see if you know any more. If the if the floodgates have opened up as far as the trade market is concerned, because you know how usually one one trade happens and then you know everybody else kind of gets thirsty and wants to start making a trade themselves. Yeah. So so I'm I'm excited to see if we have any more trades over the next couple of weeks. Yeah, it was cool. I wasn't ex- I wasn't expecting the teams involved now to be their first to dip their to, to yeah. take a splash in the pool, the trade pool. Well, yeah, I, I mean, expecting like, that. We've talked a lot in past about the Wizards being a team to make a move and needing to make a move, but we thought it was more so going to be a selling of a piece like a John Wall or a, or an Otto Porter Jr. or a Bradley Beal. And lo and behold, it's 
trading everybody but that guy to get in a guy like Trevor Ariza. So it's not exactly the splash I was expecting that team to make. And we had heard a lot about the Lakers being in on Trevor Ariza. So in the end, it was a little bit of an exciting move and it couldn't have gone down in any any better fashion than what it did. Yes, friggin' Brooks. Y'all thought you was getting to it. <laughs> no, I think for me, like, I thought, I assumed... Everyone wants, every vet wants to play, every veteran wants to play for the Lakers, right? Right now, especially right now with LeBron there. I thought Trevor Reza being traded meant that he would ask whatever team he's traded to for a buyout so he could go to LA. But I don't yeah. think that's the case right now. No. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, I feel like the familiar familiarity with the Washington team and the organization will help Trevor Reza want to stay there I don't think yeah. so I don't think losing is going to want to help him stay there yeah because they're not going to they're not going to win not I, gonna, mean, I don't think they're going to start winning in games you can't rebound I don't the ball. know I don't know if what his deal was he probably didn't play today right because no 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 but you know for the physical the team that he came to in comparison to the team that he was rumored to be going to they just waxed the floor with the Lakers right the Wizards did just pump the brakes off the Lakers yeah, I guess so. so you know maybe yeah. maybe he can earn an even bigger credential to his name too by turning them around and bringing them to the playoffs this year listen if if, <laughs> if if Trevor Reese if Trevor Reese like, is the piece that turns around the watch I'm giving him MVP yeah. ass on everything I <laughs> well love. because if you look at Houston and how bad they are now without him and then you see how good the Wizards he can become with him yeah he deserves the MVP the MVP that's the case he'd be like the oldest MVP pretty sure the lowest point per game MVP the lowest friggin sal- listen if he turns around to Washington Wizards if he gets Manu Clouds I'm giving him MVP and that's not even a joke like they should actually look at that yeah you know what I'm saying but um anything you wanna anything you wanna plug before we head out um no 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 yeah alright man sometimes it's that, that simple well you'll, you'll definitely be on again soon like I said, you're Mesh Talk Royalty. Thank you for taking the, the drive, the commute to come kick it. Yeah, no on problem. On the couch and just watch some ball and talk ball, bro. From north to south Ajax, it's quite the drive. <laughs> <laughs> Appreciate you every time. And you continue to turn down my, my veggie options for you because you're not a meat eater. I know, There's I some know. delicious chickpeas and friggin' I broccoli upstairs. Appreciate That's it. Okay. I'm all chickpeaed out, but next time I'll That's come fine. on an empty stomach. That's right. I appreciate you. Um, like I said, all the listenership, wherever you are listening to this, be sure to like, subscribe, and comment. If you have any questions that you want us to discuss or topics you want to discuss on the podcast, please email the mesh talk podcast at gmail.com that is the the mesh talk podcast at gmail.com be happy to engage we love all of you make sure you subscribe and we're gonna i think we'll see you next week this week's really busy we'll see i'll see who's available who wants to chop it up in the midst of everyone's gonna be last minute shopping so I I think you should hear from us, but if not, don't start throwing tomatoes because y'all y'all busy too. But um, thanks for everyone for listening, and we out. Say say bye, Taylor. Say bye. All right, signing <laughs> off. See you later. Peace, people.